pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Good luck with the most beautiful game. Do us proud. Red alert! They're up and running again. So sweet, splendid, succinct, just glorious execution. Guys, all I'm looking for is 60% effort or 1,000% of the time. How sharp was that? Sharp of mind and body. And that's why you see those beautiful tears. Look at his movements. The most dangerous man on the planet. Nobody picks him up. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Wonder Goal, the soccer betting podcast from the Action Network presented to you by Bet365. Sign up with promo code ACTION to get Bet365's exclusive sign-up offer. Bet $1 on any game. Get $200 in bonus bets. You must be 21 or older. Offer is available in Colorado, New Jersey, Ohio, and Virginia and the United States. Gambling problem? Please call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. My name is Michael Leboff. Joining me tonight is BJ Cunningham, Anthony DeBundo. Had a tree fall down outside his house and uh, is not going to be with us tonight. Maybe he will, if things get sorted out, we'll see. Um, but all the best to to Anthony. It literally, we were on the Zoom about to record. Uh, he went frozen and then called BJ to tell him that a tree fell down. So, Just like Arsenal's title hopes. Yeah, I was going to say it's, it, it was a, an apropos moment if it had happened to yeah. BJ but not to Anthony. Uh, but we will start with Anthony's Spurs uh, in his honor. They are taking on his other team, Liverpool. Liverpool's minus 182 at Anfield. Spurs plus 450 on the road. Draw is plus 333. All these odds, of course, from our friends at Bet365. We're recording this Wednesday night as usual, which means there's a couple games on Thursday, including Everton and Newcastle, uh, and Spurs are also playing. Uh, Man United. So, uh, and Southampton, Bournemouth as well. So we'll have to do our best without those games. And I think the Spurs situation is a little interesting. For There's definitely a case to be, to be made that you might want to sit back and wait for to see how Tottenham reacts to. <laughs> have you ever seen a caretaker manager get fired? 
No, I haven't, but I, I think I know why he got fired yeah. because he's a Conte disciple. And I think they just needed to cleanse themselves of anything involving Antonio Conte. So, yeah, I don't know. But I, that said, and now they're, they're paying the, uh, the reimbursing the supporters who traveled all the way. Yes. To, that's, you know, Northern part of England to, to watch that disaster. <laughs> so good we'll on see them for if that. there's a response. Yeah. I think there will. I think, well, the Man United game, I think, We'll see what happens, but yeah, I like Spurs here as as an underdog against Liverpool because you can feel pretty confident that Spurs are going to score against Liverpool because everybody scores against Liverpool, and exactly. if Spurs can just be solid and defend like we've seen out of them when they're good, you know they should give them a game. I think this number is a little too high, uh, and we'll see what happens on Thursday. But for me, it's it's I I have Tottenham circled. Mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, I have. You know, obviously before the Man United match, I have Liverpool at minus 116, so I do believe they are overvalued here. But I like both teams to score. You can find it as low as minus 150, and it's something you said. I mean, Liverpool concedes pretty much every single match, and it's something Anthony brought up last week is that when they play these direct transitional-type teams that you know play low blocks and try to hit them in transition, those teams have created big scoring chances against them. I know West Ham... Only created 0.8 today, but you know they had a goal vard off by offsides. They should have had a penalty at the end. They were constantly threatening in transition. And you go back even further, Nottingham Forest put two in the back of the net against them. Leeds scored and created 1.4 expected goals. So, and you know even going back further, Bournemouth beat them one nothing with a couple big scoring chances and transitional opportunities. So, Tottenham obviously has the personnel to do that, and they set up a little bit differently than you know a, a team that you know, Liverpool could, could punish, right? Cause Tottenham doesn't press, they sit back and then they look for those direct transitional opportunities. And now Liverpool, we don't know the status of Kanate who was out today. That means Joel Matip is going to be in there. That's a huge downgrade, especially defending in transition. And I think we got to talk about Ryan Mason, who's been an interim manager before with Tottenham when they fired Jose Mourinho. He had a pretty good response uh, when he was the interim manager in 2021. You know, he won four matches of his seven in charge there. So I like both teams to score at minus 150. I projected at minus 196. And like nothing's changed with this Liverpool defense. Like it's still really, really bad. They're still conceding big scoring chances for fun. So uh, both teams to score at minus 150 uh, for me. Uh, all right. So that is uh, the first game we'll talk about. That's but it is on Sunday at 1130 a.m. Let's now go to Saturday morning. 7.30 a.m. kickoff, Palace, West Ham, uh, Palace a plus 162 home favorite, West Ham plus 170, and uh, the draw is plus 220. We've been saying it all along, despite the fact that West Ham has spent a lot of the season in uh, and around the relegation fight. They're never priced like a team like that, and this is another situation. They are uh, going on the road to Palace and are the, the market suggesting they're a much better team or or a significantly better team since uh, when you look at the the number and consider they're on the road. So market's too high on West Ham uh, and both of these teams are, you know, West, West Ham probably needs another result to just guarantee themselves safety. Pals can feel pretty good about where they are. Uh, so it's it does feel like a little bit of a, a stale match and I'll be staying away from it. Yeah, I will too. It's, you know, the last time that West Ham actually, you know, because they're obviously a very low block transitional type team. The last time they actually held over 50% possession in a match was against Brentford 
And that was on December 30th. So I'm very interested to see who is the one that's going to be controlling the possession. This one, and this one, honestly, it kind of feels a lot like that Everton Crystal Palace match where it was just very stale for, for large portions of the match. Um, yeah. And I project this pretty close to what, it, uh, what the odds are right now. So I agree with you. I am passing and going to sleep through this one probably. Yeah. It's probably the most obvious. Um, don't, don't set your alarm clock for a game of the season. Yeah. Uh, we do have a doc every episode. So I'll, I'll like just update you on, on stuff that Anthony likes uh, just from, from that. And, and he was, had this one down as a pass. Uh, Spurs, he said he's just waiting to see how they do. Uh, he likes the under in this next one uh, at mm-hmm. two and a half. Uh, this is Brentford minus 163 hosting Forest plus 450. The draw is plus 280. A huge result for Forest uh, <laughs> this, yeah. today uh, with a, a 3-1 win over Brighton. I uh, did not see that one coming at all and gut punch. And they were really good, especially in that second half. It was a gutsy mm-hmm. Brave performance from Forrest. They're now out of the relegation zone, although they've played one more game uh, than Everton. We'll just set that up for you real quick. Uh, Bournemouth, 15th place, 33 points from 32 games. Leeds, uh, 16th, 30 30 points from 33 games. Uh, Forrest, same record, 30 points from 33 games, but is behind Leeds on goal differential than the three teams in the drop zone as we speak. Leicester City, uh, one point behind Leeds and Forest. They have 29 points from 33 matches. And Everton, who play uh, Newcastle, 28 points from 32 matches. And then there's Southampton at 24 uh, from 32. So they look toast. So Forest, it's like the, the Brighton-Brentford double is is, mm-hmm. is pretty interesting here. You just played, I know Brighton's a better team than Brentford and they play a different style, but the, the kind of ethos of the team is the same. It's yeah. all for one. You play is you turn the ball over, get the ball forward. Let's get to, like get to work. Um, it's almost like a decent tune-up spot. I, yeah. And we hate, even though they're at home and they're great at home, and we love betting them most most weeks. We really hate laying this kind of juice with Brentford. So this is a, right. this will be a pass for me. I agree. So I I do have Brentford projected. Uh, you know, before accounting for what happens today, although Brentford was was solid against Chelsea, uh, I do have Brentford at minus one eighty eight. So. I mean, anything under minus 150, I would say, does have a little bit of value. Um, and I mean, listen, this is not the type of match that Nottingham Forest typically thrives in, right? Like they, what they did a good job of against Brighton was they pressed from the front with Awanawi and Morgan Gibbs White, and it allowed them those transitional opportunities. And they obviously got two penalties as well. But, you know, this is a match that the last time ended up being very, very chaotic back and forth. And that's something I've been, you know, we've been talking about a lot on this podcast is that just because two teams are low block counterattacking style teams that usually honestly ends up being uh, creating a very end to end style match. So I get Anthony going under two and a half here what, of what should be, you know, for us now that they're out of the drop zone, they're not going to be as aggressive. I wouldn't think uh, to, you know, probably going to let Brentford have most of the ball and, and Brentford again, they're a team that thrives without the ball and looking to play in transition. So very weird type match here, but yeah, I'll probably end up passing unless Brentford gets below minus minus one On to uh, Brighton. Now, uh, like I said, they, they're coming off a, a loss to forest in for me, one of the, the, the weirdest kind of results of the season. Didn't just, yeah. like I said, did not see it coming with the way Brighton's been going. Um, 
Seagulls are still a big favorite here against Wolverhampton. Minus 200. Wolves plus 500 on the road. And uh, the draw is plus 333. Anthony is on the same page as us. I think we all mm-hmm. expect this one to be one-way traffic. We do yeah. not believe in Wolves. They continue to... They had a decent showing against Palace today. That win probably guarantees them safety. Yeah. I mean, they're still below the 40-point mark, but they're at 37. There's a bunch of teams between them and uh, the drop zone now. And we said before last episode, talking about Wolves at 40-1 to to be relegated, that it's basically they need to lose this match at Palace for it to be live, and they ended up winning it. Yeah. Uh, but they're, they've not been good despite getting the results. And I like Brighton here. I'll explain why how I'm going to use them later in the show, but... Uh, Anthony likes them uh, on the spread at minus one, and and you're in the same boat. Yeah, I like the minus one and a half at plus one twenty five. I mean, this is really a terrible matchup here for Wolves. Who listen? How Wolves thrives and how they're actually good is building out from the back, good possession structure, short passing, going forward, getting the ball out wide and swinging and crosses. That's Lopetegui special. Well, you saw with Brighton when you know. I mean, we've said it before, like they're rock stars, right? Like they play a style that's very fun, but it's also very aggressive. And I think today what you saw was the the downside of how they play because how did Nottingham Forest get there? You know, they got the first penalty off of a turnover uh, where Estupidon just turned it over in the box. The second goal or the, yeah, the second goal they scored, now and now he pressed from the front, caused a turnover, and then they got a direct transitional opportunity. That's what Brighton does. They bait you into pressing. And guess what? If you catch them in it, you get them in a wonderful opportunity. But that's obviously how Brighton creates a lot of their chances. But Wolves, since they want to build out of the back against a really, really good counter-pressing team that can also create overloads against your back line, it's a really difficult matchup for them. And I'm really worried about how Wolves is actually going to be able to play out of the back when they're not that great of a transitional team. I mean, they are dead last in the Premier League and final third to box entry conversion rate. I mean, we talk about it all the time. They just take shots from distance, and that's basically how it goes. Brighton is also the number one defense in the Premier League at preventing crosses into their penalty area. So, again, I'm not really sure how Wolves is competitive in this match. And Brighton, obviously, it just seems every single week they're creating over two expected goals. Since February, outside of Manchester City, they have created the most expected goals in the Premier League. So, Great spot, great get right spot here from Brighton, who still created over two and a half expected goals today against Nottingham Forest. So, uh, Brighton minus one and a half and plus 125 for me. So, all of us will end up on the Seagulls. Um, next one, Bournemouth and Leeds. Uh, the Cherries, a home underdog hmm. here, plus 162, Leeds United plus 150, draw plus 250. Bournemouth is one of the teams playing on. Thursday and they have a huge one against Southampton. So back to back gigantic games in the relegation battle for for Bournemouth. Uh, they they look good in terms of where they're sitting. Like I said, they're on thirty three points, and uh, Leicester is in the last drop spot at twenty nine points. So you know a, t- a two match losing streak can certainly swing things, especially with the opponents they're playing. But uh, they they look in a good spot. I do think this line is a little surprising, though. Mm-hmm. I would lean towards Bournemouth as a home, a slight home dog, but I don't think it's big enough to get involved. 
I mean, if this was Jesse Marsh's leads, I yeah. probably would be all over Bournemouth. But, you know, like we've been mentioning week after week, Javi Garcia has this Leeds team playing some weird defensive structure with players who are not used to playing a defensive structure. And, I mean, listen, they... I mean, Bamford missed a sitter at the back post against Leicester. That really could have sealed Leeds's uh, survival for next season. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I have this projected pretty close to what it is. Um, so I will be passing... And yeah, I mean, if, if Jesse Marsh was in charge of this team, like Leeds would press high and Bournemouth would have space and behind to be very, very good in transition, but that just doesn't seem to be the case right now. So um, these are still two though, the worst, the two worst defenses by non-penalty expected goals. So uh, I believe Anthony was on the over, um, but yeah, for me, I am passing. All right. Fulham and city now. Uh, do you think the, uh, it's not time to panic just yet, right? Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, man. I'm just sad. Yeah, it's no, I'm not panicking. I've gone from. I don't. Even, I think I went. It's. I don't know if panic's one of the stages of grief, but yeah, I've, but gone, I've, you, I've skipped whatever the, uh, like saying everything's fine to just being depressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're going through it. Yeah. Um, city, we're just ridiculous uh and now they carry that momentum to craven cottage take on fulham banged up fulham 10 to 1 that the cottages are at home uh city minus 350 draws plus 450 i like fulham on the money line Mm -hmm. it's gonna get bigger i'm assuming yeah um and it's just a an incredible letdown spot for City. I mean, you just—they've won seven in a row. That last to to get themselves in the title race, uh, or or you know, into the spot on the title race where they are, and then they, uh, cap this this incredible run of form off with a quarterfinal win over Bayern Munich, and then the the win over Arsenal. So, it is just a, a letdown spot here. They can afford to lose a match as well. So. I just think it's a tricky spot. I know Fulham's going to be banged up, and there's always that cliche about you know the Premier League script writers, like oh man, they're they're doing a great job. And this is just <laughs> if you want to take a stroll down narrative street, uh, I we we kind of push against doing that, bending into narratives and stuff like that. But if you're going to do it, do it on a ten to one underdog, and that's what I'm thinking here. So I'm going to be on Fulham. Yeah, I like both teams to score now at minus one ten. I mean Fulham. I mean, they took one shot against Aston Villa. It was in the first minute, and then they just didn't take a shot for the remainder of the entire match. And the injuries are mounting. Alexander Mitrovic is still injured. We obviously know how important he is to them. Aston or Fulham is only averaging 0.8 xG per 90 without him. With him, they're about 1.4. And now Williams went off injured. Harry Wilson is now out. It's it's getting dire here for Fulham and this is also something that we've talked about with Manchester city as well, but I mean, Pep's gone back to, and it's just completely desiring game control over everything. And that happened today against Arsenal. So I don't really see a scenario where city doesn't hold 70% possession in this match. And now that they're able to essentially play, you know, Ake's still out, but they're essentially able to play five center backs, which gives them, Great, great ability to not only defend in transition, but also defend crosses, which is the only way that Fulham, a route that Fulham has at scoring in this match. Um, and so I like both teams to score now at minus 110. I do project it at minus 148. 
Um, because I could see a scenario where we city wins the six, nothing. And we just sit here and say, Oh my gosh. Yeah, of course they did because they're the best <laughs> team in the world. So yeah, they're just, I mean, Arsenal created half an expected goal today. What do you think Fulham's going to do without any of their attackers available? Yeah, no, it's, it's ugly, but I'm just leaning into it. Yeah. Uh, Anthony passed on this one. I should note that he, he likes the over two and a half in Bournemouth and Leeds. Uh, onto United and Villa. United playing on Thursday too. So, uh, just with a grain of salt here, United's minus one thirty eight. Villa plus three fifty. The draw is plus two seventy five. We talked about how Villa is, is profiles as a as a fraudulent kind of top six contender right now. Uh, but that performance against Fulham was superb. Of course, they were undermanned, but uh, it would be the villains or nothing here. It does feel like it's going to be a bit of a stodgy. Game. That's Anthony's looking at the under three. Uh, what do you have? Here's how crazy Villa's run has been and how much they've been overperforming. I'm actually projecting a little bit of value on Manchester United. I don't know if I'm actually going to end up doing it. I have United projected at minus 148 and Villa at minus one or yeah, at minus 148. So minus 130 or better is like getting close to that, that point where I would maybe look at playing United, but yeah, it's Aston Villa's just been running ridiculously hot. Now the defensive performances have been very, very good. And I can see why Andy uh, Anthony is going to be on the under here. I mean, Villa, outside of the performance against Brentford, where they conceded close to three expected goals, Leicester only created a half an expected goal. Nottingham Forest point two. Newcastle they held Newcastle to half an expected goal, and then obviously Fulham to just one single shot. And it's something that Unai Emery does such a good job with his teams of condensing the space in between the lines, not allowing teams to play through him in the middle of the pitch. United obviously had been running very, very hot offensively for a long time now. It, it, I'm just really interested to see who's going to control possession in this match because United's obviously very, very good and compact at playing out of possession. Same thing with Aston Villa. So it's going to be about to be who's going to be better in transitional opportunities. And the way Aston Villa has been running, I, I guess you can make a case for them, but no, I will be passing between these two luck boxes uh, and looking for a better spot to fade both of them. Newcastle and Southampton. Uh, Newcastle hosting as a minus 275 favorite. Saints 7-1. Draw plus 375. Southampton is playing on Thursday. Newcastle also playing on Thursday. Nothing at all for me here. I just yeah. think the odds kind of tell the story of, of how we expect this one to go. Yeah, this is an easy pass for me. I project Newcastle at minus one or minus two sixty three. Um, yeah, just a really, really difficult spot here for for Southampton, especially. I mean, they got to play aggressive, but it's it's something that becomes a problem with these lower half table sides against Newcastle. Is that if you're a team that can't really build out of the back or play through any type of press, which you know, not even or, uh, Newcastle is a top five pressing team, then you have to play the ball long. And you have to be very, very transitional. And Newcastle is the most elite transition offense in the Premier League. So if you're wondering why Newcastle's gotten to this point and why they're so good, it's because they're an elite transitional offense. They're so good at pressing. And obviously, they now have Alexander Ishak in incredible form. So, but again, the odds are on right where I project them. So I think this is a, an easy pass for me. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. 
they found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands. So you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. On to Monday Night Football now. Uh, another relegation six-pointer between Leicester and Everton. Uh, this one's going to be real tough uh, to get mm-hmm. through. Uh, Leicester's even money favorite at home, plus 100. Uh, Everton plus 260 on the road. Draw is plus 250. Everton plays Newcastle on Thursday. Uh, best case scenario, Hoffies get another famous win in a, over Newcastle at home in a relegation fight. Uh, and this win over Leicester puts them on their way to safety. Worst case scenario, two-match losing streak, and basically they're relegated. So not all that much to play for here. Uh, you like the over. Anthony says he's leaning towards the under bet, bet, betting um, based on the, the lineups. Uh, so let's get into it. Yeah, I mean, Dean Smith has come in and, and revolutionized the Leicester offense. They've created 6.8 expected goals in his three matches in charge. And really what it comes down to for Leicester is they have all of their attackers healthy now. Yuri Tillman's is healthy. James Madison is healthy. And we remember this team, you know, obviously coming into the season, we were very low on them, but even though they overperformed last season, they like, they have a ton of talent going forward and attack with guys like Ian Acho and Daka. And what Dean Smith is doing is he's playing all of them now. And so for Everton in this match, depending on what happens against Newcastle, I don't think Sean Dyche can come out in his typical low block that we've seen the last few matches. He has to come out, play more aggressive, try to be on the front foot to press, and disrupt Leicester's buildup play because he, if he just allows Leicester to just come right into their final third and allows all these great attackers to just take chance after chance at Pickford's net, it's not going to end well. And the flip side of it is, though, you know, what is the one thing, one saving grace that Everton has offensively? Is there a top five set piece team in the Premier League? Leicester t- traditionally and year over year has really struggled defending set pieces. So, uh, I like the over here at over two and a half. Uh, I project about 2.9 uh, goals for this one. So I think there's some value on the over. I think I'll end up not betting this because of just the stakes involved, but the line looks about right. Maybe a little bit of value on Everton. Uh, it's this Leicester team just, they, they've obviously they, they've improved of late, but I just don't really see that much of a difference between the two teams that, Everton should be uh, just crossed off here. Uh, I would consider them, but like I said, it's a big enough game that I'll just yeah pray to the soccer gods. Uh, <laughs> we got to do it. Saved it for last. Arsenal at minus 150 versus Chelsea plus 375. This match is taking place at the Emirates, so Arsenal's at home, and the draw is plus 280. Bit of a letdown spot. I think it's a little tricky to navigate. Uh this is a Tuesday kickoff, so Arsenal will also know what City did. 
against Fulham. The odds suggest City's going to pace them. I'm, of course, going to be backing Fulham at the big number. But uh, Anthony had a note in the dock, and this is what I was thinking too when I, when I saw the line. I was like, who on earth is betting Chelsea here? I don't know. They've quit. I don't know if I've ever seen a team more on the beach in my yeah. life. They've, I mean, it is a disaster scenario at Chelsea for the remainder of the season. And I was looking ahead. Uh, I've already bet the Bournemouth money line. Uh, they're going. They're traveling to the South Coast to play Bournemouth. You can still get Bournemouth at close to four to one, uh, which is still a fantastic price on them. I mean, here's the problem: is that not only is Frank Lampard a bad manager who keeps trying different formations, keeps trying to find the right, the secret sauce here with Chelsea is that Chelsea under Graham Potter was a very, very good counter-pressing team. You know, their passes per defensive action was 8.6 under his tenure. That was the best mark in the Premier League. Frank Lampard in his three matches in charge in the Premier League is now sitting around 12. So now Chelsea is impressing like they used to. And the lineup that they played today against Brentford was an incredibly cautious defensive approach. I mean, and they played a 3-4-2-1 with N'Golo Conte and Connor Gallagher as the two attacking midfielders. That's how bad it is. And they played Raheem Sterling up top. So uh, I'm not really sure what's going on at Chelsea right now. Now Mason Mount and Reese James are both out for the season. So now Arsenal, although they've gone through a bad run of form and injuries have derailed their title hopes, uh, they will be able to play out of the back against Chelsea. They will be able to invert Zinchenko into the midfield, create their box midfield, create one-on-one opportunities in wide areas, what they've done s- such a good job of all season long. Uh, and the price, I mean, overall for the season, Chelsea is sitting around an even expected goal differential per 90 minutes, and Arsenal is at plus 0.85. So there's been a significant gap between these two sides. And the other weird thing about Chelsea is that since they've spent so much money in the last two transfer windows, they now have to offload a ton of players in this next transfer window to comply with financial fair play rules. So now you have a squad of, play- of new players who haven't really played together that much together and a squad of a bunch of players who don't know where they're going to be next season. It's a very, very weird dynamic going on, but yes, I love Arsenal. You can find them as low as minus 135 right now. So um, the Gunners should be able to get all three points here and get some, hopefully somewhat back in the title race. But we need the Fulham luck box this weekend. Just yeah. one time, Fulham. Can you just can you luck box just one time for us? I'll, I'll give you a little uh, bit of inspiration, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. A couple weeks ago, the Islanders uh, were in control of their own destiny to clinch a playoff spot. They played the Capitals and lost, handed control mm-hmm. over to the penguins and the penguins were playing the two worst teams in the nhl to close out their season chicago and columbus and chicago's around plus 450 to to beat pittsburgh pittsburgh was like minus 520 uh and the blackhawks did it you just never know uh, yeah you never know so um there you go. I like I like Arsenal here too. I'll explain how I'll be playing them uh, in our best bet segment. All right, let's quickly rifle through uh, Euro- the rest of Europe. Bundesliga. What do you got? Union Berlin and Leverkusen. Actually, a huge match uh, in terms of top four, the top four race. Uh, but I like under two and a half goals at minus one hundred five. The Shabby Alonso revolution at Leverkusen. What he's really done is he's improved 
Leverkusen's defense. Before he was in charge, they were allowing 1.86 XG per 90 minutes. That's really, really bad. Since he's taken over, now they're allowing under one non-penalty expected goal per 90 minutes. And really what it comes down to is he's turned them into a much, much more compact defense and not the traditional Leverkusen teams we've seen that press high and like to cause havoc. No, he wants them to play a good structure defensively. It's why you see now Leverkusen near the bottom and passes per defensive action. They're second lowest in uh, high turnovers, but they have the fourth best final third of penalty box conversion rate. They're fourth best at defending crosses, which is obviously something huge against Union Berlin. And I mean, Union Berlin, I mean, they're they're the second worst offense in the Bundesliga. We say it week in and week out. Only Augsburg has created less expected goals than them. So the pace of this match is going to be very slow. These are two, one, two of the slower pace teams in terms of direct speed. So uh, I only project 2.1 goals for it. So I like the under two and a half goals. Uh, on to uh, La Liga now. Actually, I should note Anthony, he likes Hoffenheim plus one and a half. Uh, uh, Syria, uh, actually, let's go to now. Uh, Anthony's on Roma as a pick and you're mm-hmm. on Inter. Yeah, I mean, they're playing Lazio. I mean, this is this is very, very simple here. I mean, Lazio has been overperforming for, what, three years now, and Inter has been underperforming offensively. Got some of that positive regression back this past weekend. Scored three goals off a of 1.1 expected. Um, but, I mean, Lazio, I mean, this is they're, they're still without Tiro Mobile. Uh, I get it. They're in second place, but, I mean, they're drastically overperforming this season. I have Inter projected at minus 176. So, I mean, and by every... Uh, all the metrics that we look at, Inter is the best offense in Serie A by expected goals, by shots, by big scoring chances. It's a really, really good offense. So uh, I like Inter minus 120. Uh, okay, La Liga, Anthony and I are passing. Uh, League oh, Anthony and I are both passing. So floor is yours. Yeah, I like uh, plus a half against Lens. Uh, I spoke about them last week, you know, a top eight offense in France. And Lens has been a big time overperforming defense throughout the entire season. They're still battling for a top three spot, but their actual goals allowed is 12 goals less than when their expected goals allowed. So we're starting to get into must win tax here uh, with Toulouse or to, with Lens battling for that top three spot and Toulouse in the middle of the table. So I think it's just an overinflated favorite on the road in France. So I like to lose plus a half at plus one Oh five. And then uh, you have a, a little parlay for us in Spain. Oh, I have a really fun one. And it's a Monday, it's a Monday parlay too. So for all the people <laughs> out there to, to give you, but I know I like, uh, I like Girona to score against, uh, against Sevilla. That's a pretty simple run right there. Sevilla, one of the worst defensive teams in La Liga and, and Girona, you know, Tati Castellanos put four past Real Madrid on Tuesday and Girona, if you don't know, is a top seven team by expected goals, a very, very good offense, very, very good in transition opportunities. And I like Bilbao and Mallorca, both teams to score. No. And so the, uh, that's another pretty simple one. There are two, the best teams at defending their penalty areas. Mallorca basically only scores in, in these direct transitional opportunities. And Bilbao is a very, very good transitional defense and has allowed the second fewest big scoring chances in La Liga, which is basically how Mallorca does any of their offense. So the parlay there, uh, is at plus 140. Uh, so Bilbao, Mallorca, both teams to score now, and then Girona is a score against Sevilla. All right, on to the underdog parlay. It is a, a shame that Anthony's not here to hear this one out. Uh, yeah. He likes Bochum at plus 450 uh, against Dortmund. It's his underdog. I like Fulham 
I laid it out before. This is just a, a play on the situational spot with City coming off of that emotional, emotional victory against Arsenal. They just absolutely run roughshod through uh, the Champions League and the Premier League over the past two and a half months or so. And it's it just feels like a letdown spot to me. So as I said earlier, you don't want to bet into these kind of narratives, situational spots too much. But when you do it, it's never a bad idea when it, uh, to do it as a 10 to one underdog. So I'll be on Fulham. Yeah, I like I like Tottenham at plus four fifty uh, against Liverpool. I think Liverpool is over overinflated here. It's a Liverpool defense that has not improved at all uh, over the last two weeks. Now they're playing a big six side in Tottenham. Although it seems bleak right now, although they're they've now just fired an interim manager, uh, they still have created a ton of chances. Like the only games where they haven't created over one expected goal being against Brighton, two matches against Milan. Other than that. They've created over two against Southampton. They've created a ton of chances. Even in, even in the last match, they still created one expected goal and scored against Newcastle. So I get it. It's it's Liverpool coming off a win and Tottenham, you know, coming off of a horrific loss in Newcastle. We'll obviously see what happens against Manchester United on Thursday, but the price is good enough there at Tottenham uh, for Tottenham at plus four fifty. I believe this is our biggest one ever. <laughs> um, three hundred thirty-two to one. Probably I think so. So uh, there you have it. Uh, now on to our best bets uh, for this Premier League weekend. Anthony is on the Aston Villa Man U under three at minus 120. I like Brighton versus, Ar- uh, excuse me, Brighton uh, and Arsenal as a parlay. They're, it pays out plus 155, uh, both money lines. Uh, the Seagulls taking on a, a Wolves team that is just even for being in the relegation fight for, for quite some time is still overrated based on their uh, statistical per- portfolio. So give me the Seagulls and Arsenal. I mean, that's pretty self-explanatory. And they're taking on Ch- a Chelsea team that just is counting the seconds till the season ends. So uh, I'll take your Gunners as well. So plus 155 on that parlay. Yeah, I like the Gunners at minus 135 uh, against Chelsea. Chelsea's completely quit. Uh, they're on the beach. They have no hope of getting up to a European spot. They're not going to get relegated. They're under an interim manager who keeps trying different formations. I mean, he went with an incredibly defensive approach against Brentford of all t- teams on Wednesday. Arsenal, it's a good get-right spot for them. They'll be able to control possession. They'll be able to create their box midfield and create one-on-one opportunities in wide areas. Reese James, Mason Mount are out for the season for Chelsea. So there goes two of their best players. So a great spot here for Arsenal at home, who by expected goals have been 0.85 XG better than Chelsea this season. So I like Arsenal minus 135. All right. That does it uh, for this episode of Wonder Goal. For Anthony DeBundo and BJ Cunningham, I'm Michael Lieboff. Thank you to our sponsors, Bet365. And we will see you again next week. Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.